How you been? <sighs> but other than that, no, Cyberpunk is my plan. Uh, how is it? My coworkers who are playing on PC seem to be very happy. If you're playing it on PC, you should be very happy. It works there. Where the hell is Ruli? Ruli entered channel. Speak of the hey. and he shall appear. What's up? Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, Ruli? Time's up. Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. This is the second episode for December 15th, 2020. We're doing a doubleheader. That's right, us, your hosts, Tom DuPont, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, Yo, gentlemen. Well, my pacing and cadence is just completely off when this is being done back to back. I'm so fucking heads up. And this, dear listener, is QQ News for Disney Plus News Plus Plus. You have pacing and timing? Plus? That's news to me. Mm. <laughs> so, the biggest announcement that we're just gonna... Everyone's so excited about uh, Jim Henson's Dinosaurs is coming to D- Disney+. Plus. I know! Oh, right? I know. That's a cool that's show. Part. You know what's funny? I was gonna make that as a joke. I'm so glad you did instead. <laughs> uh, I, like, I it's like It's one of those shows where like I remember as a kid... But I don't think it's streaming anywhere, so it's like one of those things where it's just like, did I have a fever dream, or is it one of those creepy pasta things where I'm like, yeah, you you totally remember dinosaurs, and everyone's like, no, what what, what did that happen? Not not the baby? Come on, don't you know what this is? But uh, yeah, so I'm glad that it's it's going to be streaming on something because I think this is the first time, right? It's been streaming uh, anywhere. I mean, as far as streaming goes, maybe I have no idea what the syndication I... history of dinosaurs is. I could have sworn that it was on Netflix at one point years ago. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, uh, dear listener, uh, our benevolent overlords at the Walt Disney Conglomerated Corporation um, announced how many fucking series and movies, like 50 plus things or something? I don't even know. We're not going to go through all of them, just the highlights. Um, But yeah, the... uh, Oh, the content is coming, boys. This is really interesting, though. Let's be actually... Let's be really honest for a second um, before we talk about Disney specifically... We don't have to get into all the HBO, Time Warner, you know, streaming things. But, like, it is it is amazing that Disney right now, you know, uh, streaming technologies are huge. Disney Plus is growing like like wildfire. I think it's it's as big now as it took Netflix, uh, Netflix like 10 years to get to. Um, and with the death of theaters and the questionable performance on some of their movies and the streaming services taking off, Mando being a hit, they are completely and utterly switching gears and going all in on streaming. And I think what we're seeing here is a major corporation uh, at a huge influx, or sorry, a huge like turning point, um, changing gears and sw- making a paradigm shift. And I, I think we're witnessing history being made, uh, truly, by Disney going in all, all in on this. So what, what are y'all's thoughts? I mean, it's definitely a shift for Disney, but in all fairness, they let a lot of other people go first. And that reduces a lot of the risk. Like, this isn't risk-taking for Disney to, you know, jump on board with their own streaming service. They have a huge amount of content. They want to generate more of that content. It is the definition of synergy to run their own. So I don't see it as so much a revolution as a 
logical next step for them to do and it is a smart move the fact that they're making a smart move you know a giant corporation doing smart things is not strictly unheard of yeah no i I would barely even call it a risk because this is this is gonna fucking pay off for them it's guaranteed at this point but it's not that they're doing it it's the extent to which they have gone all in like they have pushed their chips across the table um is what I think. Not not that they're doing it. Not that they're making the shift. Not that it. It's that they have literally just pushed their entire pile of chips, uh, and said, "I'm taking this bet all in." But but I I struggle with really considering it like a smart bet and a calculated move because for me it's like survival is a hell of a motivator. Like, what is their alternative? They have none. Like, they have this whole catalog of stuff. They've got the whole what Mar- Marvel was it is it series three or whatever like whatever the whole next phase is post end game like they've got all this IP and they've got to do something with it and they can't put it in a movie theater so what can they do like it's 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 survival like plain and simple so it's just like they it's... they could drag their feet they could still try to make movies they could try to put uh you know shows with with other networks which I've been pulling back from Netflix I think there are alternatives but I again I agree with you guys like right now. There's this, again, this inflection point where with COVID and the shutdown of theaters and the rise of streaming services, they are just, I just don't think it should be understated how all in they are going. I think it looks obvious from where we're sitting, but when you compare this to any other time in history, they are about to invest like 50 fucking TV shows at once into a single, like, basically television channel. That's it, it, it's massive that because because they they've literally done this in the past and you know what it was called the Disney Channel so it's like it's it's time is a flat circle these innovations are the exact <laughs> same thing that you used to do except twenty years ago you had to pay an extra fifty bucks on your cable bill to get the Disney Channel now you just pay <laughs> okay man, I don't know maybe maybe you're right yeah. I'm not sure I Plus, I mean I want to do homework on that also... actually. There's also the break with the idea of, well, maybe not so much break, but a fracture in the walls of the Disney vault. Like, the idea that they could put their content away and not distribute it and drive up the value of that IP by not showing it is starting to go away. Uh, That, at the very least, is good for anybody who likes that content, because first, having access to it is awesome. But it's also a kick in the pants for Disney. Now, instead, there there is not a huge amount of competition for Disney IPs. They are valuable because they are Disney IPs. But it does mean that Disney has to start competing with itself. And if they can't artificially you know, inflate the mindshare of their IPs by locking it up, then it means that they have to have stuff that is worth coming back for. So if there's an inflection point, I think it's that. Hmm. Yeah, that well, kind of gets we'll me see thinking too, though. Um, the bold move, gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna save that thought for later. Let's keep going. Keep going. Okay, well, cool. Um, I think we should start with the giant list of Star Wars uh, series and content. Um, so let's get the. I think the one movie they announced out of the way. Uh, I believe it's the only movie. And that is they got Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman 1 and 2, to say she is making a Rogue Squadron movie, I think. Um, so even having yes. read the Extended Universe books back in the 90s, I never actually read the Rogue Squadron books. Of course, I, like everyone else, played the N64 game. Um, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, 
I'm not like super excited for this, but I'm certainly not anti this in any way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Could be fine. No, no real comment. Oh, I will say, if you watched her little teaser, like her little like minute long teaser she put out on uh, Twitter or whatever it was, um, that was actually legit awesome. That she's yeah. she's like rollerblading. She's talking about how her father was a pilot, and uh, you know that you know he he tragically passed away in an accident, and that she always wanted to make a movie for him. And then she like puts on a fucking fighter helmet and then walks towards an X wing on a and on an airfield. And I was like, okay, that's a really really good teaser. Yeah, no, born too soon to direct Top Gun. Born just in time to direct Rogue Squadron. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was. I, I think is that that is a movie though, right? I believe like, so. Yes. And I'm pretty sure you're right. That is like the one movie. The rest of their like eight or nine announcements were for television. Well, their streaming service yes. for television. Um, for your tablet, I, mobile device. I mean, easy one to get out of the way on that list. Mandalorian's getting a season three. Yay! Shocked. I am shocked. Uh, Shocking. But uh, also, Rosario Dawson is in the season two of Mandalorian. We haven't talked about her yet. She's in the back half. But uh, she is going to reprise the character that she plays in The Mandalorian for the Ahsoka show. She sure is. I I, I don't know. Um, Like, she did a great show. We didn't review it, but she did a great job. Um, I know that character is supposed to be super interesting, compelling. People really, really like that character. I haven't watched Rebels. I haven't watched Clone Wars. Um, so I, I think this is all fine. I just am not the fan with the uh, like the background of the knowledge to to say anything. Like Dave Filoni is crushing it, and if he wants to make more shocker content, then then all power to him. Rosario Dawson's awesome. So again, I I should probably be excited. But amidst this. You know, hurricane of news. I'm just like, all right, that's another one that I'm just like, cool. Come, that's a, a thumbs up, I guess. So, yeah. But what I don't know, and it's too early to tell, is how much of are they gonna like Marvelize the Star Wars universe and like, like, because like I'll be honest, like the Rogue Squadron stuff. I'm like, eh. Uh, season three of Mandalorian. I guess depending on how it ends, I might be more interested on it or not. Um, but yeah, it's just like so many things and like. Are they all going to be like interconnected or not, or is it like, like uh, stars yeah. crossing paths? Like, like, like that was that was always been like one of my critiques of the Marvel stuff. It's just like it's great, but I'm I'm not going to watch Thor: Dark World or Thor: Other Movies. I'll see one of the Thor movies. I'm not going to see all of them, and I'm just kind of wondering like like it's it's. It's a double sword, right? I think there is some charm about having a long-running story where you know you're going to see Mando show up in whatever <laughs> of the ten things. Like, I think that's going to be cool. But also, like, if they don't do anything like that, like, I don't really know what's like, like that. What compels me to watch any of that stuff unless I hear like good reviews of folks saying like, "Hey, this is a really cool show," yeah. or does something interesting. Yeah. Like, um, it's, it's, it seems like there's just so many things that they're going to put out there. Like, I'm just like, what's what's their strategy? What's going to happen? So yeah, you, you kind of got ahead of of the the big problem here, really, and I'm I'm going to totally plus one living shit out of this, and that's that it's it's almost intimidating, right? The thing about the Marvel problem now is like, I feel like I have to do homework, like I have to go watch the fucking Ant Man movies in order to understand what's going on and. Uh, you know, Endgame. Even though you really don't, um, I there's just there's just too much of it. There's like eight TV shows and all the different characters, and now there's going to be multiverses. And I'm like, oh yeah, and they and they were really yeah. priming folks with the whole Wandavision. They're like, make sure you see Wandavision because it's going to be important to Doctor Strange. I'm like, oh, yeah, and do that's, I have to. Yeah, it's kind of turned me off. Like I I just want my you know thing. I want to enjoy it. Um, and they're just they're almost like oversaturating the market. 
And with all of this news, that's the thing. Individually, like, okay, Rogue Squadron, cool. Okay, uh, Ashaka, okay, cool. But when you put it all together, well, it should be exciting. Well, I should want all these things. Well, independently, they all seem like a great idea. It's it's just this, again, like this oversaturation, this like just barrage of, there's all this stuff. And again, the thing that we talked about in the Mandalorian Season 2 first half reviews, ooh, say that three times fast, is I'm liking the fact that they're not going all in on the lore. The lore is happening in the background, and then they'll dip their toe in it, and that's wonderful, and that's fun, and that's great, and it's adding a lot of flavor. But, like, we're still just doing the Mando story, and I am terrified of, like, all right, you got to go watch 18 different Star Wars shows to catch up and know what's going. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's intimidating. I definitely agree with that overriding fear. But I think the the way that these shows are being laid out, at least right now, they're all independent threads. And while they may intersect here and there, they're not interweaving these threads. Like, all of these characters have their own sort of timelines and destinies and motivations. Uh, and, you know, just... We've got the Mandalorian, uh, Ahsoka's coming, Obi-Wan, uh, Lando is going to have his own show. Yeah, you're Andor, just going the guys it now. From, Well, yeah, we're, we're never going to do it otherwise. Uh, you know, all of these characters have the same, I guess, outlook for the trajectory of their shows as the Mandalorian. And I see no reason that that can't continue to be the case. And if they intersect, it would be briefly and for that little moment of, oh, this is all in the same universe. I hope so. And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka and Lando team up for a multi-episode uh, arc in either one of their shows. And I don't think you're going to have to, like... You know, go watch Rangers of the New Republic to understand what's going on in the Obi-Wan miniseries. But um, the fact that we're getting all of this depth, and it is depth, on each one of these characters, you know, it's like taking core samples out of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I, I do. I hope you are correct. Because to be fair, That's... Marvel's pretty good at that. So oh, I hope fun... you're right. The fun thing the the fun thing about Star Wars and the difference between Star Wars and Marvel is that Star Wars is a setting and Marvel's stories are all about the characters. Yeah. With Star Wars you get to tell stories in that setting and the characters are great on their own and they're fine but they're mostly a vehicle to tell you more about the setting and in Marvel the setting is a vehicle to tell you more about the characters and that inversion means that you get a lot more opportunity to play with individual stories in Star Wars than you do in Marvel. See wh whether or not you should be right or whether or not you are right is what I would be up for debating. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely have to see. Uh but I for one am really excited about the Ahsoka series. I think Rosaria Dawson turns everything she touches into gold. Mm -hmm. David Maloney great. is uh he is responsible for bringing Ahsoka into the modern Star Wars zeitgeist with Clone Wars. He really really loved that character and adopted her when he came into the show uh and turned her into something really really great. Um, and of course he directed her debut episode of The Mandalorian. Of because course he did. Dad's going to coach that fucking Little League team, man. He absolutely fucking is. And as long as he continues to do so, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but, you know, in it, it, I really don't want to go into too many spoilers, but the big bad for her 
is apparently going to be really fucking fantastic. I'm ex- I'm excited to explore that villain as well. As um, someone who read the original Heir to the Empire trilogy back in the 90s, I'm right there with you, buddy. Uh, there's a lot of recanonization of the Legends stuff uh, that I'm excited about, and that's probably the top of my list. Um, but yeah, no, speaking of lists, uh, mentioned it, Lando's getting it. His own series. I don't know anything about this, but Donald Glover's in it. No, no, no. They did not confirm Donald Glover is going to be in it. Uh oh, really? They did okay. not confirm that, as far as I could, as far as I could can tell. Um, which, yeah, they recast that character. What time period is it? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that one. That one just feels I... like they're doing it for the sake of doing it. Let's. We should probably just it... list off some of these series. Uh, I have. Let me see here. I've got a list. Rangers of the New Republic. Rangers yeah, so, of the New Republic. Yes. That's yeah. the other Mandalorian spinoff along with Ahsoka. Yeah, and so that was the, the backdoor pilot with, um, what's her name? Oh, God, I can't think of the character's name now. Uh, Caradoon. Caradoon, thank you. Um, I, I don't even really know what that would be about, so, again, don't know what to think of it. Um, the Ashoka series, again, it could very likely be about, you know, Clone Wars lore, that's fine. Um, Lando, again, I have no bloody idea what that's about because we don't even know if it's going to have that character of Lando um, the Obi-Wan series we already knew that but the big news is Hayden Christensen is reprising his role as Vader which cool good, good for Hayden I don't think he's been doing much lately um, and then there's the show that I could not possibly I think it was already established they were doing this but I could not possibly care less about and that's Andor a Rogue One prequel series focusing on Diego Luna's Cassian Andor guys yeah Gives a sh- I mean, no offense to, to Rogue One fans. I mean, no offense to Diego Luna. I mean, no offense to anyone working on this show. I, I, when we reviewed uh, Rogue One, I pointed out that the two leads, not that Felicity Jones is a bad actress, not that Diego Luna is a bad actor, they just they were they were just charisma vacuums for me in those lead roles. There was nothing interesting. Can you can you guys tell me one interesting thing about Cassian Andor? Tell me one interesting thing about that character. The main character of a major movie who's getting his own show now. Tell me one thing about it. Didn't he die? <laughs> just went through a prequel. He did die. He did well, die. He but, uh, no, I mean, the idea of having uh, what I can only imagine is going to be a spy thriller in the Star Wars universe is compelling to me on the face of it. The fact that it's Cassian Andor, though, is immaterial. Like, I, I don't know anything about that character, and I don't particularly care about him. This might change that. I know that Diego that's Luna my point. Loves... <laughs> The character is so irrelevant. Well, yeah, but so were a lot of these characters before they got their own TV shows. Who the fuck is the Mandalorian? He didn't exist before his TV show? Exactly. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he doesn't matter. He's not important. Why does he get his own show? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's worth a shot. Look, starting at zero is better than starting at, like, negative 2,000 is my point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Maybe there was some stunning event that made him so dry and boring, Tom. Don't you want to know about it? <laughs> I mean, if we get more of the droid voiced by what's his name? Um, fucking Leaf on the Wind. What's oh, his name? God, I love that man. Um, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Uh, uh, God, why am I blanking uh, on his oh, name? Shit. We're bad nerds. We're, we're terrible uh, all nerds. I know is that he got stabbed to death. That's all I remember. <laughs> Uh, Alan Tudyk, or Tudyk, or how you pronounce his last name? Alan Tudyk, yes. 
yeah, no, if You're we get more Alan Tudyk droid, I'm all over Andor. <laughs> Just yeah, well, okay, that. that I will plus one, like, hard. Uh, so, let's see. Um, the Bad Batch. I, I'm kind of looking forward to this, because it's another animated series set at the same time as The Clone Wars. And the Bad Batch was like, it was a one-off episode in The Clone Wars, and you saw these characters for the first time in that series. And so having a whole show devoted to them, they were the most interesting clones. Um, this, this sounds like, uh, again, Filoni just wants to have some fun, which, cool, let that man have fun. When he does. has fun, we all win. Exactly. No, this was, hey, I'll do all these other shows, but you got to give me another animated series. And you know what? <laughs> Write that fucking check. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There's the the acolytes, uh, the High Republic era of Star Wars. Uh, don't know anything else about it. Let's see. Showrunner of the Russian Doll or of Russian Doll, which was a great show. It was a great show, show. but uh, I don't know. Which I'm not looking forward to its sequel. I felt like it was a perfect ending. I loved that ending so goddamn much that I am now actively not excited. Seymour. Did that get renewed? Yes. Why? I know, it doesn't make any sense to me either. I don't get it. Uh, I think it's probably going to be like different characters or a different thing. I don't think it's going to be a sequel as such. It would have to be. Uh, Well, I mean, I for one am interested in seeing this High Republic. Uh, You know, we have been floating around in the aftermath of a galactic civil war for a while. We got a little bit of insight into what led up to it. The High Republic, though, we've really only seen in video games. And all of that is not quote-unquote canonized. So there's a lot of headroom in that time period of this setting. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Uh, Star Wars Visions? Again, this is where there's just too much random shit going on for me to keep up. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other one that's sort of kind of hinted at is a droid story, an animated Ooh, series with R2-D2 and C-3PO. Um, there's supposed to be some getting twist. getting for like the fifth time. Yeah, there's supposed to be a twist of some kind that makes it unique, but I, I don't know. I would wait for reviews on it. You understand R2-D2 and you don't understand anyone else. Yeah. Turns out R2-D2 has a human brain inside him. <laughs> You mean it wasn't a little present? That's why he's so smart. <laughs> I mean, that little brain could be attached to a little person. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's, it's too much, and... Yeah, un- unless there's really good reviews that, like, hey, like, can you believe the Acolyte did this? It's so cool, even though it's Star Wars. It's It has whatever, sci-fi, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just... Yeah, see, I mean... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up seeing, uh... Was it Super Buddies for, like, the 12th time? turns out the acolyte is just a political thriller it's the star wars version of house of cards i got nothing oh is that all the star wars news do you want to move on to the uh i think that's all the star wars news yeah it's like do they have are there any like projected like release dates for any of that stuff or is it all just like in the future uh most of it is 2022 and on um Mandalorian is 2021. I think Ahsoka might be as well, but it's not anything. No, I, that I, I, think, it's, I think it's all 2022 and beyond. I don't think anything is is coming next year. 
Even Mando? Well, that's, that's, that's such a big level. I mean, I'm surprised. It, it Maybe. Like, Mando only has to make it eight episodes, but, like, there's been so much shutdown and pre-production that happened. I I could be wrong. Let me, let me scan through this. Well, I think Mando shoots in Canada. And if they don't, you know the, they really should. You know the virus lives in Canada, too, right? Not as much. No, like, Cassian Andor started doing pre-productions in 2022. Kenobi goes into production in 2021. The spinoffs don't have dates. Landed, like, there's no dates for shit. We're not getting any oh, next year, guys. You know, you know the the big thing with Kenobi though is they were thinking that they weren't even going to start pre-production until 2022, and they are actually starting in 2021. So that's like a year ahead, um, which is nice, I guess. Hooray? Question mark. Yeah, I mean, it, the fact that it's also a like four-part miniseries is also super appealing to me because I want more Obi-Wan, but I don't really need a whole Obi-Wan show. I don't know, I just, there's only four. I just want a little bit more. Just, just a little more. Just one more taste. Yeah, I guess uh, that's part of the saving grace of, like, is all this overwhelming? Sort of, but if there's only four to eight episodes each, I guess it could be worse. It's not a conventional television series of back in the 90s. Watch 26 episodes! Like... <laughs> Then it's yeah. a little less daunting, admittedly. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, there was a little bit of Marvel as well. I guess really three that uh, that are kind of the highlights, but I think there's ten Three? There's like a bucket. Just fill your bucket with Marvel stuff. Yeah, seriously. Really, start listing things. Okay, so I guess we all know about the WandaVision thing. Yep. I'm still so on the fence on that. It sounds like a cool concept, but... I don't know. Um, what was what was the show? Um, uh, help me out. Is it about a, a mutant in the X Men Marvel part where he's like super mentally? Oh, Legion. That was um, Legion. Xavier's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if One Division is Legiony, I would no, be. I, I would be is, a fan. I think this is all like I've. I've I, 60s TV show type thing. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a tribute to a lot of things. I don't know. It it sounds weird, frankly. Yeah, yeah but I don't know if it's gonna be fun. Weird, but yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch a couple episodes just to see what it's about. But that's that's about it. I've, there's a trailer. I haven't watched it. I'm I'm not gonna hit the play button because I can't hear you over the the stuff. So uh, keep the ball rolling. That's as much of a commitment as we can get to anything. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, yeah, March 25th, yes. 2022. Which, yeah, that got pushed back. I think that was supposed to be a 2021 release, but yay, the world we live in. Um, I think what it used to be, it was the dude that did it the last time, which I totally love, but I forgot who it is because I'm forgetful. But now it's Sam Raimi, and I, I can't forget Sam Raimi, so that that's good, right? Oh, did they confirm he's going to come do Multiverse? Because that actually gets me excited. Yeah, yeah. That's like the honestly, that's like the one Marvel thing that I'm actually I'm now even a little more excited for if Sam Raimi's doing it. Yeah. Well, and we, it's been interesting too because like um, it wasn't part of this announcement, but whatever. We're gonna put it in the news category. Um, supposedly the dude that played Doc Doc Octopus in Spider Man Two is gonna be part of the thing. So it seems like yeah, they're totally yeah, going it, in with the whole multiverse thing. Yeah, and it looks like they might get um. Uh, like Andrew Garfield back and like possibly uh, Emma Stone for Gwen Stacy. Like it looks like they're doing Spider-Man is going all multiverse crossover. So Marvel really seems to be just going off the hook with weird intergalactic shit and multiverses. And I, I don't know that to me that it kind of feels like we ran out of ideas. Let's just go crazy. And um, I, I don't know what to think 
honestly about well, it. Welcome I really to don't. the world of comic books, Tom, where they relaunch everything every ten years and well, just say, yeah, like, "Oh, I, it's Earth twenty three, Earth twenty four, fifty four. I get that. I, I get that's not new <laughs> for the comic series. Like I understand that. Um, but in terms of the cinematic universe, it is. They've they've had you know one standing continuity and one storyline and one running set of characters, and now they're about to go off the rails. And whether or not you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not trying to to you know say or dictate. Um, it just it seems to me like yeah, we either got tired or ran out of just this one continuous story. So now let's let's go a little bonkers. And maybe that's going to be great. Maybe you're into that. I'm I'm not trying to say don't be. Zach. Do you have anything about the multiverse? I love Doctor Strange. I don't care what he's in. It's gonna be good. I'm excited about it. I just um, yeah, that's that's so I guess I think, I'll watch WandaVision if it has anything to do with Doctor Strange because they're forcing me to. Uh and <laughs> maybe it won't be bad. But uh I think yeah, I think no, I'll wait really for the cliff notes on Doctor that. Strange. But yeah. Um I and that I'm not seeing anything that's making it clear if this is going to be like a Disney Plus thing in 2022, if we're that cynical and think that we're going to see it in the theaters then. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of those like probably dual things. But we'll, we'll get confirmation on that in the future. Uh, see, March 19th, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Y'all interested in that one at all? I mean, could be fun. Like, I like Falcon. He's okay. If there's literally nothing else going on, I will definitely watch it. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm not interested in these things. I just, again, I, I described it as, like, as Avengers Endgame was a great, you know, wrap-up for me. It was like, cool, the hype train can keep going. I'm just going to step off, and I'm just going to let it do its thing. And so I'm just not excited for any of these things. I'm not trying to talk smack. I'm not trying to say they're not fun. They're not cool. It's not, it's not cool anymore. It's all shit. Like, no, like I said, the multiverse thing is, is a little strange to me, pun intended. But I'm just not excited for these things. Uh, and maybe I should be, and maybe they'll be great. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the cool things about Marvel's cinematic universe and now their their television uh, presence um, being so, I'm going to say the word scattered and not mean it in a derogatory sense. The cool thing about it is that they have so many characters that they can draw on, and there is something for almost everybody. For me personally, Doctor Strange. For somebody else, Wakanda Forever. For somebody else, you know, watching WandaVision, probably the coolest thing in the world. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier is probably somebody's absolute fucking jam. The fact that they can hit so many notes in the same call it scope uh is one of the strengths of the whole marvel cinematic television whatever world i'll agree with that uh, uh so i don't want to knock anything for being you know just existing absolutely like this is probably going to be done almost universally to the same or ideally better quality than a lot of the mcu's movies have been done uh if that is kept up then all of these shows are going to get the attention that they that they deserve and they'll be well produced so you know i'm sure they will all be done to that quality i there's a lot of content but i'm not going to feel as bad missing out on any of it 
as I would with some of the other like long running series or franchises. Like there's just so much. Nobody should feel like they absolutely have to consume all of it. You know, pick your battles a little bit, but um, there's a lot to choose from. So you'll probably find something. So kind of piggybacking off of what are your thoughts a little bit of like, it's, I'm going to say this too, and I don't mean it in like a bad way, but it's just like, it seems like a lot of safe bets, right? Cause like, like there's like a group of people that like are totally infatuated with Bucky and think he's the best character ever. Right. You know, there's like, like there's, there's like this whole like fandom around him. There's a whole fandom around Loki, um, you know, and we'll go down the other list and see what else there is. But it, it seems like a lot of the stuff where like, there's been like, folks have been wanting to see more of their stories and Disney's like, hey, yeah, okay, well then we, we can do that. We, we can arrange this as long as you give us money, we can give you more stories. So a, a lot of safe bets in that and I think that's that's pretty cool. It, it's, I, I'm kind of, I think it, I'm trying to figure out how much of it's going to be actually be legit fan service or not. I guess we'll see whenever this, this stuff comes out. But it, it, it seems like it's almost like in that territory. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have they have a ton of source material to draw for almost all of these characters, right? And I don't think that they're going to go too far off the rails. Uh, hopefully they'll pick and choose a little bit, but um, yeah, no, I definitely see what you're saying. Like none of these are especially brave choices to make shows about. Um, I'm also kind of excited about Loki, uh, but that's mostly because I've, I, I, I really enjoyed Tom Hilton in that role and I want to see more of him doing it. Hiddleston? Hiddleton? Hiddleston, uh, I thought. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, you know, it's absolutely like, this is definitely commercial entertainment. Um, I'm willing to give more money for more of these stories because they're a lot of fun to me, or at least there's enough in there. That's fun to me that I'm willing to put down some change for. Yeah. So it's interesting, um, comparing the Loki thing to, uh, whatever that star Wars one that I already forget. It's interesting to have a whole series dedicated to someone who is no longer existent in the universe. Um, I think at least with the Marvel universe, there's more magic and whatever randomness to bring people back. Um, but I guess Star Wars has dipped into the we're just going to bring people back for the dead because whatever, because we can um, thing. That um, that was actually – did you guys see the um, the last season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. I, I have not seen any seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Damn. All right. Well, first of all, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a very snacky show set in the Mar- Marvel Universe, and it is um, – led by it's i guess headlined by the um uh director colson or agent colson uh he Mm. showed up in one or two of the early marvel movies um he died in one of in i think the first avengers movie in order to unite the avengers right like they all got super sad because he died um he dies like seven or eight times in that series agents of shield and it's actually a joke by the end of it like one of the characters who's super invested in him as a person uh, just doesn't give a shit when he dies at one point. He's like, she's like, I I can't grieve for him anymore. He's going to come back because he always fucking does. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I remember seeing like some, some gimmick of like, he comes back and then like something about he dies again. And, like he comes back again. Like, how does that even work? Um... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, I enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a ton, but it is a very snacky show. Um, and there's, there's, it's not required watching by any means. Definitely a one-cue kind of a deal. 
But um, I, I would personally recommend it if you're absolutely looking for something to watch and are bored one day. Pick that up. It's worth it. Eh, noted. Oh, well, okay, let's let's list out the uh, all the other new shit that is coming. That I don't know if any of this was uh, defined or not, but just it's, it's new shit from Marvel Universe. So we have a um, uh, Camilla Khan, whatever you pronounce her name, uh, Miss Marvel show coming. We have She-Hulk coming. We have Moon Knight uh, starring fucking um, Oscar Isaac coming. We have Secret Invasion starring Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, we have Ironheart, a animated Iron Man spinoff sequel thing. Uh, Armor Wars uh, with Don Cheadle as War Machine and a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And there's probably the more than that. The what if one stuff looks pretty cool. I'm actually watching the trailer right now. Oh wait, there's also Captain Marvel 2. There's also yes, the next Spider-Man. There's also another Fantastic Four. I guess is being rebooted. I didn't realize that. It's a bottomless fucking well of stuff. And I don't know how to feel about any of it. Again, I'm just, I'm just not excited. I, I guess that's the easiest thing to say, is that I'm just not excited. Um, maybe it'll all be great. It's, there's just a ton of it, and I'm just not excited. Well, My I loss, mean, perhaps. Hopefully. After, after Endgame, right? It's just like, how can, you, how can you kind of top the stakes, top the world building, top the character stuff? It's just like... It's, it was kind of funny. Like When I was hearing reviews of um, Endgame, they were like... Yeah, like, you know, when in cinematic history are we ever going to get a chance to have, like, these 20 movies that compound together to tell one story? And I'm like, well, at this rate, like, every three years, apparently, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We're thinking them out, and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I'll see. Oh, well, okay, I am, gentlemen, I'm spent on Star Wars news and, and Marvel news and just, our Disney, our Disney overlords have been busy. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? I mean, nope, besides I'm, dinosaurs. I'm ready to close out. Besides dinosaurs. Uh, Look, an asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. All right. Well, cool. Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, gentlemen, will we be back next week before, uh, before the Xmas? Uh, let's see. Um, Thursday is Christmas Eve, right? Uh, it is. I'm like that. Sure. Let's say yes. yes. Um, maybe Tuesday. Next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. Next Thursday is Christmas Eve. I could do maybe Tuesday, but I think I'm going to be out on the 24th. Okay. Well, really, we'll see if uh, we can do Tuesday, perhaps. The 22nd. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a calendar. You just right click, or, or you're on a Chromebook that doesn't have these type of things. <laughs> <laughs> Puny little Chromebook has no calendar. We'll wing it. Well, I got I got to go too, gentlemen. So all right, send us home, Tom. Send us home. Cool, dear listener. Thank you so very much for joining us. Until next time. You Yay. Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. If you like what you hear, check out our website at qq-cast.com. We have multiple types of podcasts, quests, news, reviews, and our choose-your-own-adventure podcast, The QQ Adventure. That website, again, is qq-cast.com. Now, please remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends and family, not of their co-workers or co-hosts, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality.